Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Yeah, so um, thank you so much. And uh, what you'll find on your seats uh, today is something that looks like this. And uh, this has everything to do with the building fund offerings and pledges that we're going to be receiving next Sunday. Uh, Christy has already mentioned the building fund uh, breakfast, so there's still time to register for that if you haven't already. And, uh, but this here is uh, just something for you to take home. Uh, it was actually released online, I believe, on Friday evening. And um, if you've been uh, just hearing some of the things uh, that I've been saying from this platform, you would remember that I've been talking about the church building that I see. And, you know, I could just be on this platform just dropping different lines about the church building that I see. And I really felt so prompted by the Holy Spirit. It was actually only just, uh, I think, Wednesday, no, Tuesday morning uh, in this last week, the Holy Spirit said to me to write it down when it comes to the church building that you see. Like God said to Habakkuk to write it down, the Holy Spirit told me to also write down the church building that I see. I see a church building that will become a holistic center and a gift to our community for the generations to come. And so just in case you don't know, the building that we're in, it's not ours. We're leasing it for $4,444.93 per month. So this isn't ours. And I really do believe that a church building is in our future, again, for the following reasons. Number two, I see a church building that will be effectively utilized throughout the week and not just for our GLC Sunday gatherings. I see a church building with a great cafe, serving great coffee and food with healthy options. I see a church building which partners with Australia's largest food bank, providing essential grocery relief for people in need. I see a church building with a diversity of educational programs which will equip, encourage and empower people to grow in their spiritual, emotional and physical well-being. Programs for men, women, children, youth, young adults, singles, married, divorced parents and businesses. I see a church building which provides family counselling and a team of local health professionals specialising in various fields. I see a church building with a conference room, specifically designed for local business, training and corporate meetings, fitted with beautifully designed amenities, a data screen, projector, video conferencing, high-speed free Wi-Fi and a range of delicious catering options. I see a church building where people of all generations, nations and backgrounds find acceptance, belonging and a place to call their spiritual home. I see a church building that becomes a great blessing, a gateway of God's kingdom on earth, a place where people personally encounter God's love, grace, salvation, peace, healing, freedom, and the transforming power of Jesus Christ by the divine works of the Holy Spirit. This is the church building that I see, and if you're inspired and moved, it could well be the church building that together we see. To God be the glory. Amen. 
And so next Sunday, we're going to be receiving, um, you know, our offerings and pledges. On the back of this form, you'll also find uh, a pledge form. So basically what that is for is this. If you're not able to bring a financial gift uh, next Sunday, which you can either do, you know, in person here or online, then you can pledge an amount. And I just want to let you know that we've had people uh, who have been already pledging, even for the last three months, uh, $1,000 a week. Uh, Another person has pledged, uh, you know, $25 a week indefinitely until the building is purchased and paid for. And so, and so finances are just coming in all the time, which I just think is a great, great testimony. And uh, why don't we just give the Lord a hand of thanks, yeah, for calling us to be a part of what He's doing on the earth. And so there's a whole bunch of information there if you would like to know more. We're sort of just laboring on this a little bit extra today simply because we're going to be receiving our offerings next Sunday. And I just want to encourage you to take the time to pray and to ask the Lord what He might be asking you to do with all of that. Well, we've got uh, a few things that we want to communicate today. And uh, for a few moments, I want to talk about living generously. And it's uh, really interesting to me that Christy brought the message that she did because she didn't know what I was going to be talking about. And she's like, no, she's like this, no, I did not. She's nodding her head left and right. And uh, so I'm talking specifically about living generously. And there's a great passage in the book of Isaiah. It's one of my favorite passages, actually, and I'll share with you why. It's, uh, it's found in Isaiah chapter 32, verse 8, and it says, but a generous man devises generous things. But a generous man devises generous things. Now, the word devise means to plan or invent with careful thoughts and intention. And so I really do believe that what we can learn from just this one simple verse is this, and that is that generosity is a mindset. It's a mindset because the definition, by way of definition, it means to plan, to prepare, to invent, to give careful thought and attention to. Living generously was first demonstrated by our Heavenly Father, the Creator of all things through Jesus Christ. We all know the great passage found in John chapter 3, verse 16. It says, For God the Father loved, so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Living generously also reflects the love and character of our Heavenly Father in this world. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, it it reads, Therefore, it says, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. So really what God is telling us to do there is to love people like God has loved us. And that's what it's all about. That's how we can also live generously. 
Living generously, I believe, is also a commandment. Not only does Jesus tell us to go into all the world to, uh, to preach and to, and to teach and to share the gospel, but to also show what the gospel looks like. Somebody once said, preach the word of God and use words if necessary. In other words, the greatest testimony that you and I have is not really what we say, but what we do. What we say is important, but we ought to always back up what we say with our actions. And Matthew chapter 5, verses uh, 41 to 42, which is our gateway word of the week, it says, and these are the words of our loving Lord and Savior, he said, whoever compels you to go one mile, live generously and go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You know, there's an author by the name of Christian Smith who wrote a book. He's not even, I don't believe he's a Christian. I'm not actually 100% certain. But he wrote a book called The Paradox of Generosity. The Paradox of Generosity. He says... Uh, researchers surveyed 2,000 individuals over a five-year period, and they discovered that people are much happier for being generous. People who describe themselves as very happy volunteer an average of six hours per month. Those who were unhappy, just one hour a month. You know, we were, in case you don't know, or perhaps you, we, we, someone needs to be reminded today, we're created to love and serve. We're created to give. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. Give of what? Number one, your time, your talent, the things that you're good at, and your treasure, your finances. He went on to say that science and research prove that generosity reduces stress, tension, sickness, sadness, depression, loneliness, and anger, which also leads to lower heart rates and blood pressure. Christian Smith also says that generosity has to be a practice, and it has to be something that is sustained over a period of time which in, where they engage with people regularly. He says that one-off events don't affect us all that much at all. Whereas things that we repeat over and over and over again, which are sustained in our bodily, uh, in our posture, in our body language, in our countenance, um, in our minds, have a tremendous effect upon our soul. And this evidence was very clear. Nothing we tested where you just did something once had any effect. During the interview, Christian Smith was asked, if giving then, if giving, if being generous is so good for you, then why don't more people do it? And he responded, mostly because of what's going on inside of their own heads. Most people could be more generous, have the ability, the potential to be more generous, but people are afraid. They don't realize that it's good for them, that it would benefit not only them, but others. 
They're afraid of what they'll lose. That if they gave, remember this, I think, I'm pretty sure he's a non-Christian. He says that if they gave their money away or devoted their time, that they would be losing out on something. So a part of it is just ignorance, he says. But a part of it also is also the fear and insecurity of potential loss. One of the purposes of publishing The Paradox of Generosity is to help people step out of their fear and step into a better place. I said to the men recently, you know, you don't have to be uh, fearless. You don't have to be fearless, but we all should have the desire to fear less. In a few moments' time, we're going to go to a video, and then I've asked uh, Sharon Kotzer uh, to come and talk about children's ministry. You see, the core values of Gateway Life Church are to love and serve. We only have two core values, and if we get those two right, everything else that we need will come out of that. And so we want to talk about some opportunities. I don't like to use the word needs. I don't like to talk about needs. I like to talk about opportunities to love and serve. It's an opportunity to love and serve and to bless God and to bless people. And so, again, in a few moments' time, Sharon's going to come and talk about some opportunities to be a part of the children's ministry here. I've also got a, a couple of announcements uh, to make and then I'm going to conduct a, uh, an interview, like a volunteer interview with Shane Lenthon, which is going to be fantastic. But so, as I've already stated, the, this book, the, the paradox of generosity, also really just highlights and brings, uh, it's a great testimony really to the scriptures, okay? In case you don't know, a paradox is something that is seemingly absurd, or is a contradictory statement, which turns out to be actually true, right? That's what a paradox is. And the kingdom of God, you need to be reminded, I need to always remember, we all need to remember that we're a part of a paradoxical kingdom. It seems absolutely absurd to the natural mind, but it turns out to be actually true. And so, for example, let me just read this out to you. And you can check it out on the screen if you like, or take a photo of the screen. But when we lose, we find. When we decrease, we increase. When we die to self, we live. When we give, we receive. When we're foolish in Christ, we become wise. When we're weak, we're strong. When we humble ourselves, we're exalted. At the right time when we sow we reap and so I just wanted to share just a, uh, a few thoughts about what it means to live generously allow me to just pray father I just want to say thank you so much for life Lord uh, you told us Lord Jesus in John chapter 10 verse 10 that the devil that the prince of the power of darkness has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Lord, you have come to give us life and life in abundance and life to its fullest. And so Lord, we, I know that we all desire that kind of life, a blessed life, a full life, 
But Lord, help us to really comprehend and, and become aware today that the abundant life and blessings come, uh, they're on the other side of not just living uh, in obedience to your word, but also living generously. And so I pray humbly, dear God, that you'd give each one of us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a courageous heart that will willingly obey and love and serve you by loving and serving people. In Jesus' name, amen. stranger and you invited me in I was sick and you looked after me I needed a teacher and you inspired me I was lost and you prayed for me I was addicted, and you helped me break free. I needed a mentor, and you were there for me. I felt alone, and you showed me true community. You helped me experience the joy of worship. You made me feel welcome and safe. You gave me the strength to keep going. You led me to Jesus. Love and serve. They're such good values. And do you know that when you do both of those, it's a, it's a win-win because you uh, actually, you win and the person you're serving wins. Well, we've got such an opportunity to do that up in kids. And uh, outside of you as parents, we are the next in line who can partner with you to help teach your children a biblical worldview. You know, these glasses for me at the moment are, uh, well, when I look through them, I see very differently to how I see you now. Many people describe um, not having glasses, may, may see the world as a little bit blurry, a bit foggy, a bit... Uh, you know, not so much detail. Well, teaching children a, a biblical worldview is helping them to see the world through the eyes of God. And, you know, that is one of the greatest privileges that we can have. And in doing that, that will help your children see the world and be able to make sense of the world from God's point of view, from truth. When they're confronted with what sex do I put down on the paper, male, female or other, well, you look through the eyes of God. God made you male, female. I like one, what one pastor said. You can just check that quite simply is to know what you are. But you know what? If you don't have that biblical worldview, you will get caught up in the ways of the world. Your children are entering into that. And so Kids Church, we are trying to help teach them a biblical worldview together with you in partnership with you as parents. So this term, we're doing a, a theme called Kids Can Heal the Sick. It's powerful. You know, the Bible says that when we receive power, 
from the Holy Spirit, we can do the same things Jesus did. And you know what? Your kids are learning that. And they will follow the leaders. They will follow what they are taught. There's a window called the 414 window. It is the children from age 4 to 14 is the best opportunity to teach them the ways of God. And do you know what? That decreases after every year after that in in uh, research has shown in children being able to um, either maintain a faith or give their heart to the Lord. 4 to 14 is the window. And so that is, makes those two rooms up there the most powerful, well, powerhouses of this whole church, if I could say it that way, because they grasp hold of the things of God so much easier than we do. But we need your help. We need your help. You know, I, I know that Shane's being interviewed, but I think I could probably say this, that Shane learnt a few things when he came up to Kids Church and we were talking about some of the things that we did about God is an amazing God and that the king, about the kingdom of God. It is powerful teaching. It really is. And I've learnt things. I know Shane's learnt things and I believe some of the other helpers will have as well. So for you, if you would like to partner with us in partnering with you, we need helpers. We need people up there. We need leaders. We need helpers. We need assistants in all dimensions and when I say dimensions I mean you know you might want to leave or you might want to just help so please partner with us in that training is given all you need to do is get your working with children check very easy if you're in Victoria you need to get a New South Wales one but I can help you with all of that you just need to see me I've got lots of training videos to help you and you know what you will get a lot out of doing it I can promise you if nothing else, your faith will grow. But imagine the impact that you're having on the next generation. So look, if you'd like more information, then please um, feel free to talk to me. But uh, we would love to see you up there helping in kids, impacting the world for a, in a much better way. So thank you. It's good. It's a good word. Thank you so much. Give Sharon a great big hand, our Gateway Kids leader. And um, <clears throat> it's a great opportunity. And... Uh, you know, isn't that the deal? Like, uh, if not, if we didn't have one volunteer right here, then you would turn up today and just be standing outside, <laughs> right? If we didn't have like a whole bunch of volunteers. And so the more that we have, the more we can do. And uh, I really like totally endorse this program that we're doing upstairs in Kids Church. You know, the Word of God, it's, uh, it's known as the uh, sword of the spirit. And it's a two-edged sword. Right, so the things that you are reading and studying and learning, um, it's not just to equip you to go and bless others, but it's doing something great in you. So they're learning very much about the supernatural up there. And so I really want to encourage you to be a part of it. Uh, pray about that. Commit to it. Be wholly and solely devoted to it. And uh, go and see Sharon if you'd like to know more about that. So um, it's good news. Um, I just want us to uh, close in prayer. But I want to give someone the opportunity just to respond to Jesus. Let's just have a look at what it says in Romans 10, verse 13. And I love this. It says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. Today you've heard a testimony from a man who was at the end of himself. But when he was at the end of himself, he found the hem of the garment of Jesus, and that was enough. Shane is a great testimony amongst many here of those who call upon the name of the Lord out of their trouble, they shall be saved. 
And so I always want you to remember this. I, I pray this would be a part of my own legacy. No matter what you've been up to, no matter where you are, call on the name of the Lord and He'll answer you. When you call on Him from your heart, He shall save you from all of your sins and He will cleanse you from all wrongdoing. And so if that's you today, I just want to invite you to pray this prayer after me and we'll close. If that's you both on site and online, just pray. Dear Father in heaven, I humble myself this day and I call upon your name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and to cleanse me from all wrongdoing. Save me from myself, from my own thoughts, from my own ways, and help me to be the person you have destined me to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray for every single person who prayed that prayer. I thank you for the manifestation and the, re the reality of that prayer coming to pass in everyone's life, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of thanks. God bless you. Take your opportunity to bless Shane and Levi. Have a great day and we'll see you real soon. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.